Blog Talk Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Tuesday night, and you know exactly what that means. It's time for the real conversation with Shayna Thornton. Let's talk America with hopes. Shana Thornton is your radio talk show spotlighting the critical issues of today. She is certain to feature expert guests and celebrities each and every Tuesday night. She is a celebrated newspaper columnist, popular blogger, and award-winning radio talk show personality who has a passion for groundbreaking discussions. Here she is. Let's welcome the one and only, the engaging host for the national show. Please give it up for Shana Thornton. Hello, everyone, and welcome to Let's Talk America with your host, Shana Thornton, on this awesome Tuesday night. I am so excited that you have opted to spend the next 30 minutes with us on this show, and surely you will not be disappointed in your decision. You know, this national radio talk show caters to all of the communities out there. This award-winning national radio talk show brings an array of topics and exclusive celebrity guests to your world. We certainly aim to deliver refreshing and original talk radio programming that will influence your life in a very game-changing manner. We spotlight the important issues that matter to you that shape our culture. Our featured conversations are relevant to everyone. You have to stay connected with this show and share us with everyone you happen to know. Right now, please lend me your ear to hear from just a few of our dedicated and loyal listeners. Hi, my name is Kezia Alford. For more information on my music, please go to keziaalford.com. That's K-E-Z-I-A-A-L-S-O-R-D.com. Or find it online at any digital outlet. I pray that my music blesses your soul, and you are currently listening to Let's Talk America with Jane Thornton. Hi, my name is Tisha Vonnen, the owner of Glamour Treats, a healing handmade custom-made lotion, www.glamortreats.com, and I am listening to Let's Talk America with Jane Good evening, my name is Gloria Legrone, and I'm the owner of SAC DUI Risk Reduction School. We're conveniently located at 125 South Sackenton Parkway in McDonough, Georgia. SAC DUI School is the state of Georgia's certified risk reduction program that is now partnered with SBZ Counseling Services Unlimited, which is a full-service provider of individual counseling, group counseling, parenting, anger management, substance abuse, grief, etc., domestic violence, psychological and mental health evaluations and assessments, DUI evaluations, and now DUI school, making this a one-stop facility for the Henry County, Clayton, Bayette, Rockdale, and the greater Atlanta communities. For additional information, you can access the SBZ website or visit our website at SACDUISchool.com and click on the SBZ link for a complete listing of services they provide. SAC DUI Risk Reduction School is to provide an interactive, knowledge-based environment which promotes safety and provides individuals with the tools necessary to make low-risk choices, to develop a healthier attitude, and how to apply that knowledge for a lifetime. At SAC DUI School, we stress safety, attitude, and knowledge. Author William James says, It is our attitude at the beginning.
beginning of a difficult task which more than anything else will affect its successful outcome. For additional details, please visit our website, SACDUISchool.com, or give us a call at 678-962-3837, where they office Monday through Friday from 10.30 a.m. until 3 o'clock p.m. Remember, life is about choices. We look forward to serving you in the near future. We would like to take this opportunity also to thank you for tuning in to listen to Let's Talk America with our host, Shana Thornton. Thank you very much. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in with us each and every Tuesday night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. We are very grateful that you are on our team. Now, do you want to get on the air to say hello to our national listening audience? Do you have pertinent community news to share with a national listening audience? Well, simply email the radio show at Let's Talk. Shana at gmail.com. Again, the simple email is let's talk Shana at gmail.com. One easy to remember email takes care of everything. Do connect with us. We would love to hear from you. Speaking of hearing from you, are you out there on the variety of social media outlets that are available? If so, connect with us. If you're on the very famous Facebook, simply search Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. If you're on Instagram, look up our handle, which is Let's Talk America Radio Show. And lastly, if you like to uh, tweet and send out all of those cool messages and photographs on Twitter, connect with us. Simply use our handle, S.S. Thornton. That's S.S. Thornton. And, of course, if all else fails, uh, fails, rather, simply put in the show's name into any of your favorite search engines, Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton, and you are certainly bound to find us. We're busy out there on social media because we know you are. Connect with us to uh, learn about our positive messaging that's out there. Well, tonight's show is going to be a great one, and we only have 30 minutes, so I don't want to waste any time, but do know that tonight we're talking about love, love lost, heartbreak, and forgiveness, and this is, uh, of course, uh, a very huge platform uh, for the world right now. There are so many people that have experienced love, and there are many who've experienced love lost. Well, tonight we have a very popular author with us, James Marr. James Marr is with us, and he's here to discuss his great book titled, It Was Out of Love. You have to stay with us for this dynamic and powerful conversation with this sensational Arthur, because he has written a very personal, uh, nonfiction, and frank a memoir about his life, his marriage to his wife, and there was some deception there, and his ability to forgive and move on. I am telling you, this conversation is relevant to everyone. If you're in love now, great congratulations. If you've been hurt in the past, if you're trying to find uh, the peace from within to forgive and move on, you have to stay with us. This interview will move you. That is my promise to you. Now, let's keep pushing ahead so we can get James Marr to speak with us firsthand, one-on-one tonight. He is my exclusive guest. Tell everyone it's about to go down in a few minutes. But before we bring James Marr, the popular Arthur, on, I want to share with you our words of inspiration for tonight's show. Don't ask for an easier life. Ask to be a stronger person. Again, 
Don't ask for an easier life. Ask to be a stronger person. Well, when you talk about strength, a lot of individuals know about it, but especially Arthur James Marr. His book, It Was Out of Love, is critically acclaimed and celebrated because, like I said earlier, it is such a very sincere and frank, heartfelt life story or testimony, if you will, about the deception that went on in a very important relationship in his life. That relationship was his marriage. When 19-year-old James Marr received a picture of the beautiful young blind date with whom he'd been exchanging letters and phone calls with over a period of time, he decided to marry this woman someday. Less than a year later, James Marr did marry Melissa, despite glaring inconsistencies in the story that she would tell him about her family and her history. Thirty years would pass, and Melissa, at her deathbed, made a confession that revealed truth about her past. In the intriguing memoir titled It Was Out of Love, Jim unravels the mystery surrounding Melissa's deception, and he eventually discovered the true meaning of forgiveness and reconciliation. Ladies and gentlemen, this interview will move you. This book, It Was Out of Love, is something quite special. Ladies and gentlemen, please help me welcome the one and only, the popular author and speaker, James Marr. James Marr, how are you this evening? And thanks for being on Let's Talk America. Well, thank you, Shana, very much for inviting me on. I appreciate the opportunity. Oh, it is a privilege to have you on your book. I've read it, holding it in my hand. It was out of love, a memoir. It is a powerful, powerful story. Now, the acclaimed book uh, is a very personal uh, memoir or account about your marriage, James. Please share with our listeners your testimony and experience. Well, thank you. It, it is a, a rather bizarre story, I'll admit it, but it is personal, and I, uh, these opportunities to share it is so meaningful. And I, I guess the best place to start is back in 1975. I was a young airman in the Air Force, 19 years old, Kansas City, Missouri area, and I, I got a phone number from a friend to call this woman, and I, you know, her name was Melissa Jo Carrington. I didn't even have a picture at that time, and so we talked on the phone and kind of had fun joking with our friends about that call, and but it wasn't very long, just within a few weeks' time after cards and letters and phone calls, we were falling in love. And we, we only lived 30 minutes apart. So when we got to that point where we said, we need to, we need to meet each other. We hadn't met each other face-to-face. And so we'd fallen in love with each other already without seeing each other yeah. face-to-face. And that, that alone is, is maybe not wise. But so we, we started talking about getting together. And Melissa told me that she had mononucleosis or okay. mono. Okay. Now, I don't hear much of that these days, but I guess it's still around. There's sickness, contagious. Yeah. And so I kind of believed her and went along with that for a while. But at about six months, it, it was wearing a little bit thin. I have to be honest with you. It, you know, just, there were just different red flags. Things just didn't seem to be right. And so we finally met, when I finally met Melissa face-to-face, she didn't appear like the pictures that I'd fallen in love with. And so that alone was, that was a big shock there. And, okay. and she explained, though, and I, again, believing her one step at a time, this aspect of deception in this, in this story, my memoir, is that I believe that she had had a medical reaction to some drugs, and, and she had all these interesting ways of describing it. And so, again, a rather naive 19-year-old, I believed it and accepted it. 
and then I decided to forgive her. That was the first deception I forgave her of. Okay. Was a forgiveness of telling me she had mono when she really didn't, okay. and I believed the rest. So for, for 30 years, I believed that story, and then we got together, and within six months, we were married. In January mm. 1977, we got married. Wow. So, so we got married, and, and I'll fast forward 30 years of marriage and just summarize that to say that we had a, a blessed marriage. I'll admit at the very beginning, it was, a bit, it was a challenge for me because here I'd fallen in love with uh, an image, a picture, okay. and, and people do this today online. Yes. You fall in someone and you don't meet them face-to-face. Yes. And you get your emotions too wrapped up into that. So it was difficult those first months and days, you know, months and years even, some challenges. But over time, God enabled me, and my faith in the Lord was important to me and is important to me. That's the core of my life, and that helped strengthen me to continue to love Melissa. And we truly were best friends. She was the love of my life. We shared 30 years together, mm. serving in ministry, churches, doing many, you know, friends and family, and just kind of that's the picture of 30 years of marriage. It wasn't perfect, but it was a it was a blessed marriage. Yes. And so we reached uh, a time where Melissa's health started to decline. She mm-hmm. was having long-term diabetes and getting sick, and, and what became her deathbed, on what became her deathbed, she shared started sharing some facts, and I knew now the truth was truly coming out. Um, Her name never was Melissa. Oh, wow. Uh, The picture I fell in love with, that wasn't her. It never was. Um, It turns out uh, her niece and nephews that I knew over those years, and one of them even lived with us for a year, turned out they were her children. Wow. And they were were about my age, which makes makes her old enough to be my mother. And so Mm. that... That right there is, is definitely a big shock, as if the, the first deception at the beginning was just a cover-up 30 years before. But that, in a very quick summary, is what this deception that I live with, I didn't even know I was living with it. There are lots of red flags along the way, but yes. but that's that's what is the core of the story and, and how I ended up writing this book, and we can continue to talk more about that. Mm, my, my, James. What a testimony you do have. Now, the book, clearly, truly is a story of deception. You've uh, painted that picture very clear for us. Grace and forgiveness. You had a lot to overcome, James. You truly did. Walk us through the process of healing from the hurt and deception. And I have to ask this. um, Obviously, you seem like a very nice, compassionate individual. You find out that the love of your life, your best friend, as you termed it, um, she was very, very dishonest for a very long time. Were you angry when the entire truth was revealed? Well, there was the initial shock. and The moment she was sharing this, Picture this. I mean, we're in the hospital room. She's been there two and a half months uh, at the end of her life. The yes. prognosis wasn't good. So that did temper my first reaction when she was sharing it. I okay. kind of listened, and the Lord enabled me to bite my tongue and, and okay. actually remember writing some notes, not about any idea of ever writing anything, but just to remember what she was telling me, yes. very specific facts. But that night, I went home a little early from the hospital, and I, I told her, I said, I need to go process this at home. Okay. It's kind of tough to deal with. But before I left, I did, I did assure her. I, I said, Melissa, I, you know, this is kind of hard to, to handle, but I know if I'd known the truth at the very beginning, mm-hmm. I don't believe we would have been married. And, I mean, that in itself is quite an interesting aspect of how God turned things to a blessing, even though she was deceiving me. But I did go home, and you, you asked about the anger. And I, that night, I'll admit, I was kind of yelling out to God and okay. privacy my own home and my arms up in the air, and how could I have been so stupid? And all of those things, that emotion did did grab me, but uh, 
it is it's kind of hard to believe sometimes, but it was very short, and I I guess I quickly turned my engineering mind and type A personality into trying to resolve what I could. Okay. Records, things to update. Her age was incorrect. She was Medicare eligible. All these things I had to do, and she's lying in her bed, not great health. So uh, that took my focus off of any anger. And even over time, I believe God has enabled me to really, I I began feeling sorry for what she went through, uh, I guess, because we'd shared 30 years. If if I heard this within a few months or a year, it probably would have been a a tougher reaction. But this was a woman that I loved for 30 years. So it it kind of tempered my reaction. Mm. And, you know, you painted a picture so clear of, of course, at first you were angry. First you were shocked, then anger. And these are human emotions that you would be expected to go through, James. But I think your thought process is right on it. And we have to focus on what we can control. And you could not control the fact that she was dishonest for that long, but you could control at this point, I know the truth, let's move forward. And I'm just thinking about what a compassionate gentleman you still had to be to still be be on her team to help her, like you said, with the age being inaccurate or documented wrongly, to go back and try to say now she's eligible some for some other things that could help her in her current health state, right? Right, right. Yeah, yeah. And that, you know, and that and that's uh, that whole and the aspect of, of what happened next. I mean, the, the forgiveness. Uh, you know, we t- 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 the subtitle of the book is deception. You know, involves deception, grace, and forgiveness. Yeah. So God enabled give me the grace to. Uh, react emotionally in a way that was worked it out okay. She was afraid. She told me she was afraid I would leave her if she told me the truth. So that had to plague her for 30 years every day, just not knowing, should I tell him? Should I tell him? But because of my faith and our faith together, and I had to uh, go through that again with her in the hospital room and ensure that she understood that her faith and her eternity with with the Lord in heaven was assured. She, yeah. you know, we prayed together to assure that because I really didn't know throughout those 30 years now how much of, at what point was she truly serving the Lord and how much may have been an act. I of mean, course. bad to say that, but I truly didn't know. And so we were able to reconcile in that respect and, you know, and seek and share our forgiveness and, and the Lord's forgiveness for her. Mm. You know, you talk about forgiveness and it's the F word that is very, very powerful, uh, but not always so easy. Easy, James, for people to grab onto. You know, right now we have many people listening, uh, truly from all over the world, different parts. There are a lot of people at this very moment, James, that are hurting, and they're thinking that you know what? I just cannot forgive my ex. I can't forgive my mother. I can't forgive my sister, my cousin, my twin sister for what the pain they have caused. This is what these individuals may be thinking. What's your heartfelt advice? to those trying to find the peace within to forgive. Yes, it, it, it is difficult, and I'll admit my situation was one that I was deceived, but it, in a way it was because I believed it was out of love at the beginning, uh, even though it really was selfish on her part. But I, she didn't you know, rob me of my money or run off and do something, so that was a little different, so I'll admit that. Okay. But the first thing to understand is that the forgiveness is what it does in our hearts, and, and you know, the person that may have offended us may have uh, hurt us seriously and done very serious things, have to deal with that, of course, but as you get it in your heart and follow God's pattern of forgiveness, we can forgive that person and yes. we give ourselves freedom. Yes. That forgiveness is what it, it, what it can do in us, too, and, and that we That's are right. able to go on in our lives and fulfill that purpose that God has for us despite these things. And I do not believe for a moment that 
God wanted Melissa to lie, just as I don't believe the things that your listeners are going through were his purposes, but yes. he turns those to good. Yes. He turns that bad thing and he can turn it to good. So that's why we have that constant hope of a future of God working things and getting them vectoring them back on the path that he wanted intended from the beginning. Mm. Listeners of Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton, we have the popular and dynamic author and writer with us, James Marr. It was Out of Love, his powerful book that is out that will uh, truly change your life, a powerful testimony of what he went through and uh, a very important relationship in his life, that relationship, of course, being his marriage. And you said it best, James, when you said, you know, forgiving others uh, is really about what we ourselves deserve to do because so many times James people say well they didn't deserve to be forgiven they don't deserve to hear that but like you said so well stated that it's not so much about for them as it is for yourself to find peace and let go right yes it is it's it's, it's that release that you get and your freedom to move on and to uh, maybe that situation can be reconciled if you know the first step is that forgiveness and uh, and and getting that reconciled between the two people, and and you can clear your heart up. And, and it, of course, health wise, there's a lot of reasons why it's good to get that off. That's right. Off your heart, you know that that unforgiveness can be a great burden for you. Yes. And offended or hurt. It sits heavy. Now, love can be a dynamic notion uh, that has joy and yet pain, and and I think most individuals of the world know that love can have ups and downs with it. Explain to our listeners from your perspective how one can still hold on to hope, even in the midst of love loss. I know that's a little different for you, per se, about love loss, but, you know, there are a lot of people suffering again. They can't find peace. Uh, and they, they say, hey, I want more, but there's love loss. Maybe there's some honesty or deception that's gone on in their relationships. What's your advice for them? Wow. And that's, uh, of course, a part of my story of losing a loved one through death is yes. that there's grief that happens. And and uh, and this, when I was writing the initial versions of this book, was that year after my wife just passed away. So it was very fresh in my mind. And it was a cathartic process to share about the grief. Okay. And what I felt at that time, I look back at those feelings, and it's interesting if I reread those, and realize the pain that was there. Little things would trigger me. And just like anyone that's been through a loss like that, there's a trigger, a song, a of seeing something around the house, a memory of some sort, it triggers that pain inside. But yet I can truly say that time and prayer and seeking the Lord in, in all things each day, it does heal. It brings healing because I don't have those pains. Now I look back at those with a better, fonder reflection, and it doesn't bring up the pain. I mean, mm-hmm. there's that sadness of, of what we lost uh, as a husband and wife. Okay. And the medical thing she went through, some of that was sad for what she had to go through. But then the deception, it, it kind of starts fading in terms of the significance. Now, for others that read it, I'll admit some people will look a little bit harsher at Melissa and even at how I dealt with some things and, and believe this. But for those that have known her all those years that were deceived, it's it's really hard for us to feel that, that uh, anger towards her in that respect. Mm, nothing like having peace when it's all said and done. Now, James Marr, you have been so honest and very forthcoming in this book, again titled, It Was Out of Love, A Truth to Love Story of Deception, Grace, and Forgiveness. Why have you, James, opted to be so honest with the world about what happened in a very personal and often, you know, very private relationship, a marriage, what goes on between two people? Uh, Why be so honest? And I have to ask this question to you. Any regrets? 
about being so open? Mm, wow, that's a, that's a good question. I don't think anyone's ever asked me that but about the regrets. But let me first just say about the openness. Um, as I went through this process, it was just writing to help the family understand things, so it had a different motive. But then as I started looking at really sharing this to the world, uh, which is kind of a scary thought, <laughs> but I had to realize, and I even talking with some publishers, and they were saying, you know, a story like this, you have to be very open, you have to be very transparent, especially the nature of the book. Uh, one publisher said that if I were to fictionalize it, it might not be believable if I told it exactly as it happened. Okay. And so for that reason, I chose to tell the full truth. And uh, there's no change names. Any name that's in there is a name. Okay, okay. Very careful with things and even having to not name certain hospitals and things because people felt I might be saying something negative and there was none of that intended. So so it, it was all very much to share the story so openly that they could truly understand and try to get inside of each of us as the characters living this out. And so as far as regrets, um, I have not had regrets. I, I think at the beginning it's a little bit you know, embarrassing. It's that feeling of exposure of this being out there. But as I, as God has shown me and enabled this to be a great blessing to others, yeah. uh, there is no regret because I see the value in doing it. And so if, if, mm. I, if it means being a little bit foolish and, and showing my foolishness uh, publicly, then, then it has a purpose. Well, and beautiful. And I always say this to James, that, you know, when it's all said and done, we're to allow our life experience to help influence and inspire others. And there should never be shame in that at all. Now, you know, speaking of being very open about this book, you have no regrets. Beautiful. What has been the reception of others regarding this powerful book? Well, the, you know, the family and friends, of course, a lot of them were a part of the story, so they were very receptive and encouraging through the whole process. But I've had uh, time after time through various ways, either through website, email, passing uh, at, at a book signing, talking with people, sharing things over the years. Um, there have been uh, very positive results from total strangers who read the book. In fact, I got one email and some words this person shared, and I said, well, can I share this, add this to my website as a little, uh, this is after the book was published. Yeah. So I added a little blurb in there because it, was, it captured some new angle of the story that I hadn't really re uh, received from anyone else. And so it's been been very positive, and I've even had testimonies of uh just uh, different parts of the story about grief, about the medical parts, all of those contribute to helping people in different ways. Mm, and that is the point of any story that's being told. You know, uh, Dr. Maya Angelou, a very famous author and poet herself, uh, just to paraphrase her, once said, you know, nothing's a huge burden like trying to hold a story in. And I thank you for sharing this very powerful and moving life experience that you've had with the world. I have to ask this before we get out of here. We're about to wrap up. Any advice for an aspiring writer wanting to share his or her testimony or life experience with the world like you, the one and only and very celebrated James Marr. Well, well, thank you. I, I guess the best advice, first of all, is just to let it flow. Start start any writing you want to do. Just don't worry about the editing and all those things, but just write everything you can. Get all the information you can together, and that's what I did in this process. And then and then be open, and, and you do have to think about privacy and things and be aware of that and, and uh, as you're sharing your story and be mindful of what things you do share. But um, just be open and, and look for the purpose and what the message would be for someone else. 
reading that. Mm, beautiful. James Marr, the phenomenal author of It Was Out of Love, a memoir, a true love lesson, a story of deception, grace, and forgiveness. We've got to get out of here, James, like I said. But first, tell our listeners how they can find out more about you and this powerful book. The best way is go to my website at itwasoutoflove.com. That's one word, itwasoutoflove.com, and there's interviews in the book. You can actually read the online book free right now if you'd like, and uh, there's a lot of information there for you. Pretty neat. Thank you, James Marr. You are a friend of Let's Talk America with host Shana Thornton. Congratulations on the book, and keep shining. Thank you, Shana. Appreciate it. Awesome conversation with the one and only James Marr. Don't leave us yet because we have this. Hi, this is James Marr. I'm the author of the book It Was Out of Love, and you're listening to Let's Talk America with Shana Thornton. I will see you and chat with you next Tuesday night, same place, same time, 7.30 p.m. Eastern Daylight Time. Also, feel free to visit the website at www.blogtalkradio.com slash Shana Thornton to see our upcoming show segments, what celebrity featured guests we will have on the show. Also, go to my own personal website at www.shanathornton.webs.com. Dot com. Again, that's www.shanathornton.webs.com. And you can check out some other neat things that I've got going on. I shall see everyone next week. All content original, copyright 2014 by Shana Thornton. Dana Hempfield's music, my offering, will take us home. Take care, everyone. You are-